Anyone can be a star. Billy Gary Stovall. I'm a great John. Charlie Alexander. Lynn Dorsey. Make a few plays, win a few games, and the spotlight will come. But to be an icon, that's a different story altogether. Icons are timeless. Their star never fades. Their swagger transcends generations. Every icon is different. He's a story unto himself. He writes his own story. He creates his own future. And once you see him, he stays with you forever. Welcome to week 15. This is the Administration Podcast. It's what? a celeb crush that I was just thinking about today. This, I, I saw it on Twitter today because it was on Modern Family and it was, uh, what's the dad's name? Like the older dad? Phil? Not Phil, Phil the oh. older dad. Uh-huh. The Latina girl. Gosh. I anyway, it was I him, used to watch that all him talking, talking to his daughter, Jay. Claire. Jay. Jay and Claire. Jay, yeah. I was Claire's quickly hot. reminded of just how much of a celebrity crush I have on Julie Bowen. She is a babe. Is she that is Claire? so hot, yeah. Yes. Yeah, she is. Remember her in Happy Gilmore? I yes. Love hot. the short hair. Love the short She's hair. She's aged really well. I would agree. Have you seen... I put Sofia Vergara up there, too. Grandma. Nah. I'm what? not into it. I nah. am. Totally. Have you seen Weeds? Yeah. She's Arch. so hot. She's in that? No, the mom. Julie, Julie Bowen is in it, though. Oh. she dates the, the son for a while. But the mom is so hot. Well, weeds. the mom's hot, too, yeah. Yeah, I forgot she's in that. That was a good show yeah. until it wasn't. Oh, man. I love that show. I've got an off-the-wall one. Vergara's is totally up your alley. <laughs> kind of off-the-wall. Um, Blake Lively, but yeah. pregnant. Off What's off-the-wall about that? Pregnant. <laughs> no, that, that ain't off-the-wall. I think, okay, she looks amazing, but even, like, when she's pregnant, I'm like, damn. All right, right, here's one for you. Here's kind of a creepy topic for you. What's your cartoon crush? I mean, I think this one's somewhat simple. It's the the bunny from, like, Roger Rabbit. Roger Rabbit bunny? Yeah, I mean, She is smoking. Jessica Rabbit? Yeah, Yeah. Jessica Rabbit. I mean, that's That's one from way way back. That's way up there. Way up there. That's a great Halloween costume, too. Yeah. Well, that would be. Um... Helen Parr, incredible smile. <laughs> oh, nice! But she's got a weird lisp, though. I love, I love, I love a speech impediment. That's why she's talking like this, and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I do like a, like, a nice husky's voice, though. I don't know Ooh. if I can do that, what you just Do you have a did. cartoon, though? <laughs> um, it's interesting because... Um, I don't know if I feel icky saying it, but Betty Rubble. Oh, <laughs> Flintstones. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that, I feel bad about that it. That trash yeah, bag looking dress. What about like Velma? Oh, yeah. Like any of the Scooby Doo crew? I don't know I'm just glad Vel- you didn't Velma's say any redhead, uh, yeah. members of Recess or something. Like Rugrats. Patty Mayonnaise? Oof. Patty Mayonnaise made, yeah. Mayonnaise? You never Doug? seen Doug? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
She a, marries Roger. Spoiler alert. I need a, <laughs> Roger? Who's that? What? Who's Roger? Roger? He's the villain. I don't know green why. face? I don't know. Oh, green face guy. No, yeah, it's yeah. on Di- Disney Plus. Boy Meets World. Oh, oh Topanga. Topanga. I need, I might That's need a great to, show. I might need to run that back a little bit. Oh, my God. That Topanga. is a good show. That's a really good show. That's one of the best. Okay. Can you what? name the professor from that? Feeny? Feeny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Feeny. Oh. Easy. Um, what about the DJ yeah. teacher? What about... Yeah, with the cross... Yes. Cross uh, earring. What about women from that age, like growing up? Okay. Topanga's up there. Um, um, Xenon. Oh, shit. The blower's done. That's nice. Yeah, sorry. Xenon? Xenon, dude. Disney Plus. Check it out. Xenon? Yes. You, I don't have Disney Plus. We steal oh, it. This is not This is still on the cartoon, but uh, the princess from Aladdin. Oh, oh Jasmine, for Jasmine. sure. Yeah, yeah. Good one. Uh, here's one. Nala. Mm. Nala's hot for an animal. <laughs> Beyonce? Very central b- voice. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor Thomas, I'd fuck him. <laughs> Had to be said. Home improvement. I mean, you're a Brad guy for sure. You're a Brad, Brad guy. Mullet? Yeah, you love Brad. No, you know who I which, hate? Which, Mark. <laughs> I was just going to say, all right, which home Remember, improvement kid would you bang if you had to bang one? JTT, that's oh, easy. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Jill's up there, though, for me. The funniest Three thing, Ninjas was the shit. So my dad was... He was on the phone with me a minute ago, and I I was telling him about the pod recently, and I told him, I was showing him intros, and I sent him a couple of clips, and he was really interested. Dan Reagan's going to listen this week? He, we should be our Feel Good Friday. He wants to listen, and he's like, just keep, send me a link, I want to listen to the whole thing. And you heard me when I was walking down the stairs, I'm like, Dad, it's really not that interesting, like, I don't think you'd really be that into it. We Here's gotta the listen, there's and, gotta be an episode where we're not too crude. Starting with uh, our favorite cartoon. Yeah, maybe off season. <laughs> saying you go to bone JTT. We should. We could bring him in. It'd be awesome. In the in the off season. We should ask him about. We could ask him Feel Good Friday about Everton. He could. We could talk about a lot. Maybe that's him. what we should. We should do like a dad's. Okay. Oh, <laughs> That'd be awesome. Get, we could have Jay on the slice. cast. Yeah. Get slice on there. He'd come on for sure. Oh, oh that'd be fun. We get your dad on. Mark, I don't know if that'd be an interesting. Be like, I'm not taking part in this gay stuff. <laughs> it's just <laughs> bullshit. That was bullshit. Speaking of older men, how about last week? Andy. Andy. Ooh. How's he feel? I'll toast to that. <laughs> Cheers, boys. <laughs> how does he feel? Yeah, yeah. tell us. You Ooh, I think to- he's got some moral victory going on. He put up a big number, but I think he's pretty de- dejected. He wanted to win. He had to think he was looking strong because Ertz had not put up a big number. I mean, I was kind of thinking the same thing. He He's always kind of... Saying, oh, I'm out of it. And I I always text him, like, dude, you never know what's going to happen. Never know what's going to happen. And usually he ends up winning. This time he ends up uh, losing um, a, a pet tough pe- one. That's a pet peeve of mine, though, as a side. There's all these different factions in the league. You know, we have our rule breakers. We have different feuds. Big A big pet peeve of mine, and Bill is guilty of it. Bill might be the leader of this crew. It's Bill, <laughs> it's Pat, it's Andy. And it's the fucking self-deprecating, waving the white flag when, like, when it's not over. So when Bill still is in the playoffs and will make it, oh guys, fire sale, selling yeah. my team, we tried. And then Pat's like, Sunday early when Goff is playing, he's like, game over. Sorry, you won, Andy. It's a curse. <laughs> like the fucking waving we the white do, flag. We do jinx quite a bit. 
And I think we're going to talk a little bit about uh, nominations for things later in the podcast. That could be a new award that we discuss. That Goff, but that Goff to Woods combo is so stupid. It's just dangerous. There was an article be. about how Cooper Cup has to be hurt because he only played 25% of the snaps. He, yeah, he only played 20 of like 52 snaps yeah. or something like that. Last but I'll, I will say, you learn things about these teams. The Rams are one of those teams that um, he McVeigh goes so heavy on scheme. Like, mm-hmm. Gerald Everett will be a, a focal point one, and then he won't play at all because of the personnel. He mm-hmm. reminds me in that way of Belichick. Yeah. You, you have no idea which running back's going to get the ball that week. Like, where's Brandon Cook's been? Brandon yeah. Cooks is out of the league, man. He hasn't done anything. Re- when he retire? Yeah, he's a ghost. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I couldn't believe. I did not think in the rain. Like, there's a, a big part of me that thought Godfather's going to pull that off with the rain so Monday nice. night. The Eagles could not move the ball to save their life. 17-3 to three at halftime. But then every receiver they had got injured. So yeah, he had, and he ended up playing receiver at one point. I think so, well, yeah, he Ertz. played receiver, and they had a backup quarterback who played receiver in college. He had to step in. That's crazy. It's insane. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, it's interesting that Lang had the bye because the other three teams were teams we talked about all year that could mm. be there. So Lang had the bye. In the other one, the other matchup, Mally, it was over before it even started between Mally and Port. It was yeah. A, yeah, he jumped yeah. off to a huge lead. But Port really didn't have a whole lot of guys going um, at first. And, you, I mean, you kind of thought in the back of your head maybe he's going to he's gonna pull it closer once his guys get going. But it just never got close. Oh, he had two injuries, too. And one of them was late. It was when it was out of hand when Alshon got injured. Yeah. But then uh, one of his other, um, Andrews, got injured. Yeah. I think they Andrews. only combined yeah. for 2.5 points much. or something. It like is that. interesting because he would – he's like – he has a super good perspective on his team, and his team was really hot early. And on those oh, yeah. splits that Mally showed, they cooled. And he was doing he was doing everything he could. You know, he made that Le'Veon trade, which mm-hmm. I don't think I regret. He had to do it in the in the moment. Mm-hmm. But like he knew that the second half of the year, his team just wasn't putting up the numbers it was. Mm-hmm. Aside from CMC, yeah, it's interesting. I, w- I so Mally he proposed the victory points thing mm-hmm. last year. And I went through because it came through back on uh, Reddit. Again. Remind us what that is again, Bill. So you get a point for winning your matchup, and then there are two other ways that I saw to do it. You could either have the top six scores in the league get a point, bottom six get zero. So yeah. possible two. And then another way to do it was two points for a win, one for a tie. Every or, week is all play, essentially. And then two points for uh, top four, one point for middle four, and zero for bottom four. And so I went through it, and I just like ran through the numbers for the league real quick. And Port's team consistently was like the seventh team in there. Not getting And the points. seeding wouldn't change at all throughout the entire thing, except for Bergsworth in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only difference. But other than that, it was, it was the same. It, it was the exact same. It was me, Lang, Mallory. How was Port, Port still in it if he was consistently well, seventh? Well, only because he's divisional. Winning. Oh, he still only because he won his division. Yeah. So I mean, even if we did that, but we had divisional winners. Got it. Hmm. So he would have ranked lower than that in just total numbers. It's an inter- That's an interesting concept. That. I mean, I I get what everyone's saying, and I was being a little ratty last week, but I get that it should. At the end of the day, I think it should be a one-on-one. That's what oh, it yeah. is. But mm-hmm. like, it's interesting when you are measuring. I think when you're measuring if like Mally was a better team than Port throughout the year, that's a great way to look sure. at it to give you like that picture. But I still think yeah. we're. 
on track. Oh, and I, I, agree. I think if anything, looking at the numbers made it validate what we're doing more with the divisional change yeah. and the playing everybody. God, the division lineup is so nice. It didn't change any of the seating except for one kind of, and there was a unique outlier. And compared to the last four years of Dynasty, it was way less teams under 500 even in consideration mm-hmm. for the playoffs. I agree. In in all play, anyway. Man, the uh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I like how it spread out too. I think the division change was was really nice too because I think the one thing I appreciate about the league is that we now play everyone. Yeah. I think that was something that I missed. Like sometimes you you just go years without playing a team, and yeah. so you're not beating up on the same people, or the same people beating up on you. And I think it kind of gives more teams opportunities to get there. Too. The only interesting thing will be the next draw we do if we take into account trends. And, and, and yeah. wait the more recent years because yeah. some of these teams, like Phil, will spend all four of this cycle rebuilding. And by the time like the draw comes around, he'll have the lowest record, but he could have a stronger team yeah. and essentially be drawn as out of the third pot. Yeah, by the fourth year, he could be one of the stronger teams. I mean, that's kind of what maybe that's did. something yeah. we look at yeah. too. Yeah. Maybe we wait. You wait different years. Wait the later years a little bit. Well, the good thing about the schedule too is that. You, in the year one of Dynasty, I went 0-13, but mm-hmm. not everybody played me. Yeah. So one right. team missed me. Yeah. I don't know if anybody missed the playoffs because of that. But this year, everyone got filled. Yeah. So everyone yeah. got an easy That's true. Which chance. is true, so totally fair. Yeah. yeah. This is like... Um, this is like ha- having sex with Sean Ashton. You just start you start smooching a bit, and you didn't even know you are recording. Like, all of a sudden, we go from going over this, the show sheet to we're probably... T- ten minutes into recording, and it feels really nice. It does feel it feels good. good. And uh, we got a new segment coming up next. We do surprise from the man who's hosting this week. The Oracle comes back right. on the other side of the break. The Dundies are kind of like a kid's birthday party. And you go, and there's really nothing for you to do there, but the kid's having a really good time, so you, you're kind of there. That's, that's kind of what it's like. The waitress tripped on the cord. All right, welcome back. It is that time. The year is winding down, and the Oracle, the league's favorite character, is back. And he is back better than ever. This year, this segment, we have end-of-the-year awards, and Bill and I are going to kind of introduce the award and what it represents, and the man himself, some some leagues, some democracies might put it to the people, they might let the, the masses choose majority rules, not here, not in the MSUSCFL, it's the Oracle, and what he says goes, just ask Dante Pettis, <laughs> just ask David Montgomery, give it time, and ask the award winners tonight. The Oracle will tell you how it is, and there is no debating. I am going to tell you how it is. And they're not winners tonight. They're nominees. <laughs> okay? Let me also tell you how it is. The league is going to vote. I'm going to give them, <laughs> I'm going to give the nominees. You guys are going to give me the awards. <laughs> what the fuck? They're going to vote. That's it. You're afraid to give Oh, I'm not afraid. I already have my winners, but... I want to see what the league has to say. All right. So, I guess the Oracle has spoken, and he will tell us the nominees, and we'll put it to a Twitter vote, which means that four of our franchises will have no say in the matter, and there will be an eight-person poll. Three of us are in the room currently, so there will be five people voting, not Incorrect. in the room. Let me tell you how it is. 
because I pour my next drink. <laughs> Oracle says no. Google form. It'll be sent out via email, via text. You can vote via Google form. It's going to everybody. Google Everyone form. gets it. All right. A Google form will be sent out. Except for to Justin because he doesn't get yeah, the greenhouse. He doesn't get the greenhouse invite, so <laughs> 11 so votes. The Google form will be sent out. We can only hope for a young Hoku appearance in this <laughs> segment. I catch his name every single week but in ESPN when I go through stats. Dude, he scored so 16 points last week. Best kicker. Best All right, kicker so, in the league. So, Bill, hit us with the first award. The first award is the Average Joe Award. Pretty simple. Owner with the most mediocre season. Gah. This is an easy one for me. I actually am just typing in a new, a new nominee for me. Starts with the Buffalo Bergs. Didn't make playoffs. It's a top nominee for me. Uh, rolling through it, we've got Burn Boys. Didn't do a whole lot of anything. Koala Killers. I didn't even know he was in the league. Pumford and Sons is there too. And uh, round out the category, Godfather. Ooh, surprise inclusion. A lot of nominees in that. Making the playoffs these days? Absolutely. All right. So the next award goes to the Jinxer, the owner that jinxes most frequently. This could be waving the white flag too soon. This could be um, some passive-aggressive talk early in the week. Who do you have for this, our Oracle? Oh, God. I hate this award. I hate when owners do this. This is something the league does too often. The Oracle never wavers. And these these three owners are, are top of the list when it comes to wavering, jinxing. Godfather Pelicans, Cloud Nine Lives. It's a landslide in my opinion. I know who wins it. I'm not going to tell you until we get the results. Humpty Humps and Greenhouse are not getting enough love there, but the Oracle speaks and everybody else listens. <laughs> <laughs> the Loch Ness Award is next. For the team least likely to be found in the playoffs this year. This is very upsetting for the Oracle. Hold on. How does this <laughs> how does this award even make sense? Least likely to be found in the playoffs this year. Like, we know who's in the playoffs. Correct. But I like the title. The Oracle liked the play on words, the Locked Us Award. You get it? Okay. <laughs> I don't. Locked Us has never been found. I like when the Oracle has to explain the award. It's okay. For our listeners, we understand. Um, this one's too easy. We know who the winner is, but Boy King Green Street Hooligans are up for this award. Um, we'll see who actually wins it soon. Uh, they're also both in the toilet bowl, too, so this will be a fun matchup. Uh, Boy King Green Street Hooligans Lochness Award for sure. Fourth and Long Award. This goes to the team that overachieved this year and found success, even though it wasn't at its strongest. Hmm. Three teams come to mind. One is a team that has a bye. I know, thinking outside the box, Greenhouse I Never Knew is in this category. Godfather is in this category. And I think uh, another team that, even though they made the playoffs, rounds out this category in, in true fashion, the Rovers. Huacachina. So is this an award that you would want to win? Uh, no, this is an overachieving team. I mean, puts up a Hail Mary, makes it far, but uh, just doesn't have strong enough pieces to get it done. You're counting the greenhouse out. The Oracle has spoken. The Oracle has spoken. Let it be known. Wow. The Duct Tape Award is next for the team that pieced together the most successful team given injuries and suspensions throughout the year. I mean, this team's coming up quite a bit in our uh, first nominations. Godfather tops this list of uh, finding a way to win, piecing together things. Uh, not necessarily an award you want to win, fellas. So uh, we also... Uh, Put in Pumford and Sons. I don't know that he put together a whole lot, 
so he's going to be a tough one to, to be a strong nominee in this category. And also Buffalo Bergs um, battling some injuries, uh, some woes at the running back position. Uh, puts him in a good spot uh, for the leader in this duct tape award for him. So next, we have the Bermuda Triangle Award. Mm. This goes to the team where the most good players went and were never heard from again. Yeah, this was a hard one for the Oracle. Very difficult indeed. Um, I think... One could say the greenhouse I never knew should be in this category, so you know what? I'm putting them there. I'm putting the greenhouse I never knew in that category because I still believe Des Bryant is currently on his roster, which is laughable. And then, also, I'm also going to put Koala Killers uh, in there because I'm not sure he has a whole lot of great players uh, left that are doing anything aside from Hunter Henry. And uh, Humpty Humps, kind of, even though he's in the playoffs, I still think he's got a lot of people on his team, and I don't know that um, they're all all-stars at the moment. The One More Thing Award is next to the owner that always has to chime in and have the last word. <laughs> this could be said for a lot of league members, but I think one guy in particular, one owner I'm thinking of is the Burn Boys. I think he has a hard time leaving things be. Uh, that same kind of sentiment goes with the Rovers. And I think Godfather is starting to, to get in the mix there, too. So the One More Thing Awards is going to be a tough one to win. The Future is Bright Award. Tomorrow is always a better day. This is that goes to the team that is the best position for the years to come. Uh, I think we can just keep it brief. I think there's a, a lot of uh, teams in here in this league that... Uh, have some definite potential, but uh, it's the three owners sitting in this room right now. <laughs> Buffalo Bird, Cloud Nine, that was the, the Boy King, boys. Yeah, baby. He, he has spoken. What, I mean, <laughs> what can't can argue say? with that. Yeah. Uh, Lady Bing to the most sportsmanlike oh, owner. Sweet Jesus. <laughs> no one wants to be here, but there's three that stick out to <laughs> Lady Bing, for all those that know, is a hockey award for those that don't get penalized often because they're bitches. <laughs> they don't say a whole lot. These three aren't bitches, but holy cow, they are certainly the most sportsmanlike. I think Pelicans, Green Street, Hoolies topped this out with Koala Killers in, in that nomination as well. The Encyclopedia... <laughs> the Encyclopedia Britannica Award. The most knowledgeable and witty fantasy owner this season. Gosh. We've got a lot of smart asses in this league, don't we? <laughs> uh, the Britannica <laughs> Award, three nominees, Cloud Nine Lives, Humpty Humps, Pelicans. Round out the category. Goodness gracious. Right to the point. <laughs> Brent of the year. Apparently this is self-explanatory, but he put in another candidate. <laughs> I know, you'd think it'd be Burn Boys landslide, but had to throw my name out there because I was, well, not, yeah, my name out there, I was going to say. Um, and also the greenhouse I never knew should certainly be in. <laughs> That's not going to come through at all. That's okay. Uh, those three teams, I think, are up for consideration. Boy King, for sure, has been surrounded by controversy. Burn Boys is always in the thick of things. And greenhouse I never knew, I, I don't know if you guys forgot, but uh, had a hellish night, missed a second-round draft pick. 
had some controversy around himself to start the season two and has started to police people. I don't know, in, in middle school, when we have kids policing other kids, that's a bad deal. So Greenhouse is right up there, too. So Brent of the Year could be an interesting one for all three of those folks. And finally, most valuable owner to the owner that's exhibited the best managerial skills throughout the year. And I know this may be a, a yearly award, but this, I think, can kind of go back years in the making. Um, building a dynasty team is no easy feat. These three uh, owners are nearly always at the top of their game. I know maybe at the start of Dynasty, one owner wasn't, but has certainly clawed his way back. Uh, these three owners, Cloud Nine Lives, we've got Pelicans and Humpty Humps. Um, strong clubs have been strong clubs, and I think all three are um, respectable choices for most valuable owner this year. Well, there it is, and the oracle has spoken. So, so shall it be written, so shall it be done. If you can't do 10K for a suite, then I don't want to hear no chat about numbers. You man are my youngers, all blacked out like grungers. Tens and twenties and hundreds, tens and twenties and thousands. I can't ever just loud them. On my Everest shouting, soon go back to the mountains. Third album, nigga, I blessed the beat with smoke. And my day one bros, they kept me close. Then I sit my technique, take a toe. They're trying to get me on the ropes. I broke it, especially in this cold. So please, man, let's just be adults. And don't be flexing in my boat. Nigga, you can't test me, I'm the GOAT. Rolex collections looking dope. I got the Pepsi in the hole. Wonder what his voicemail is. Do you think he has personalized? Absolutely. Yeah, he's got it. I'd like to think. Professional. Yo. Hey! hey! Yes! Got him! See? See, now you know. It's like going forward, if, if you're looking to make deals, make trades, text message, I'm hit or miss. Get phone call. Get him on the phone. The God, that's a I sexy voice. I love voice. you. Get him on the phone. Okay. How are you? How you doing? I'm, uh, I'm doing great. I mean, I just walked in the door back home from, uh, from a long day at the office. It's all well good. Well, pour a drink, sit down in your favorite uh, smoking jacket, and talk to us for a minute. Yeah, love it. How are you, boys? Doing good, man. It's great to hear your voice. I am so much better. My heart rate just went up. I know. Like I'm, ner I'm nervous. <laughs> Six to midnight real quick, right? I'm Six nervous. Give me a sneak peek since I haven't heard the pod yet. What, what's the nightly uh, the drink of choice? Always bullet. Oh, it's, it's always bullet. bullet. Yeah. Always. BK, we're all on our second pour already, and we're barely through half the pod, so if that tells you anything. Oh, boy. We're not to your level of whatever that godforsaken smoky gin was you brought to Hayden's party. Man, I can't believe you don't like that. It was that delicious. Was I wasted it on you. You're just going to have to come up and drink with us. Hey, love it. All right, Let's make it happen. Lang, I want to know what's the best thing you did that no one knew about with the trophy in your hands? And what is the worst thing that Mally should have used, like, a cleaner for that you did with the trophy, if you did anything with it? I I honestly, I did nothing terrible with it outside of uh, drinking some beer out of it. Real respectful. I, do okay. think, I, think, I think I did drink some of that, not the same dirty, nasty scotch that Berg just referenced, but something to that extent. But otherwise... No crazy tomfoolery. All right. Respectful. Lang, how are you so good at fantasy? Gosh, it's just, it's just a secret, you know. What can I say? Like you, you didn't even have, you wasted a second round pick 
you have Des Bryant on your roster, and oh you are gosh. further than I will uh, than me in the playoffs. You have a championship. How? Listen, I'll tell you, Des is coming back. Mark my words, he is coming <laughs> back. Oh my goodness! Answer the question. I think that's part of the mystique. You you dodging questions. How are you good? I yeah I I feel strongly about some of the players that I I draft and keeping with them and not wanting to give it up and sometimes that's that's come back to bite me but more often than not it's uh, it serves me well in getting me uh, to where I am. It sounds like you value draft picks so so highly. Um, I know you missed a draft pick the second round. Who would you take? Who would you have taken at that second round spot? I'm very curious. Um. That's a dick tough, question, Brian. That's a tough on-the-spot question. I couldn't even no, tell you who I, I drafted I, second I, round. Um, clearly, I fucked that one up. I uh, I would have... I did honestly want to, tr- to trade with with Bill. Um, and that was just the... Bill was just a gentleman on that one. And I just... Oh, right. you know, right. me, me being a typical yeah. fuck-up. I would have picked I, Hartman. Um, I would have literally done what Pummies did. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. I'm glad you remember that because I don't even remember who I took second round. If that if we had made that trade, I think he would have had Marquise it's, Brown, McCole Hardman, and AJ Brown out of that draft. I yeah. If you look if you look back, I mean it. I that gave me nightmares for a good amount of time after that happened because Bill had me set up solid with with. Uh, a good trade. Yeah, it was a trade. Yeah, he could have taken a cold heart. I can't help but be taken aback by the confidence in your voice. It's unbelievable yeah. right now. You are coming in hot. I love it. How did you? Love it. I'm I'm geeked up for a solid pod. The commission gave me a little heads up on some of the <laughs> the portions, the specific music taste, and I I personally I don't know I don't know how how the other the other guys in the league are following it, but I personally have loved the music segments. Fadens, and then I personally, constantly, constantly, every time Bill, you sent out uh, that leak, that that link to the updated uh, weekly editions. I'm constantly checking. My out. man, I'm glad. My someone, man, I'm really glad someone listens to that. I send it out every week. I've never heard one piece of feedback until now. I love man, it. Man, you got me pumped up. I will say, like, I I I did probe some league members about like their music taste and. It was interesting. I got two texts back from league members that they're not listening to anything, any music right now, other than the league pod. No way! <laughs> yeah. Wow. wow, that I makes me feel it. so it's good. So good. Yeah. It's, it's it's so it's so diversified. It's great. I constantly hit up Berg uh, every now and then with a what I consider to be a new artist. He's like, "Yeah, cool. Already know it. One of these times, I'm I'm going to be the lead in. All right, like, we are we are being we are being far too casual with you because you're coming in with such bravado and it's thrown us all off. We need to hit you with some hard hitting questions now. Are you ready? Um, I will be as ready as I can. I think I told both of you guys that like the last time I was on the pod, I just fucked it up royally, and Hato was unrelenting with the shit talk following, rightly so. Uh, well, you're doing well, awesome yeah. so far. Yeah, this is too good. Hit, hit, hit me up on it. All right, I want to know. My, this is a question I had. I would take anybody to task if they disagreed with the fact that you're the best-dressed guy in the league now. And I want to know what changed about the wardrobe. Was it, did you get help from Steph? Was this all on your own? Where do you pull your ideas from? Because every time I see you on the gram, you're popping. 
Yeah, it's um, it's I gotta I gotta give a little credit to my girl. Steph is awesome at picking out different looks. She typically does it on her own—a shirt here, pant there, boot there. Um, so she 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 sets me up with a good foundation, and from there, I just like to make the match. Look at you go. Okay, what's your what's your go-to outfit? Another real quick, a real quick plug in that is, uh, I from from Burp, you and Bill, I've routinely sent you a couple. How's this look? How's that look? So I think up in the game in terms of mixing and matching and combining. Uh, appreciate you both on that. What's your go-to outfit? You're going out with the the boys, going out drinking on Friday night. What's your go-to? Um, I usually do just like a nice little Ted Baker uh, zip-up, just like a casual T-shirt, jeans with the uh, the bottoms rolled, and then a nice pair of brown boots. God, you're getting me turned up over here. What's What's your first drink at the bar? Um, I'm going to sound lame, just a, 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 a solid staple of a Bud Light. Wow. Kenny Black. Super easy drinker. I thought you were into whiskey. I, I am. Um, I, I feel like my whiskey tastes are pretty, uh, on the higher end, so. Sophisticated. I like to indulge yeah. a little bit at home and not pay for a fortune at the bar. That makes sense. That makes sense. Smart man. What's the last book you read? The last book that I read? Uh, for personal uh, like benefit, it's been a while. I'm big on reading articles and, okay. and keeping up on the news. Is it like, are you finding yourself in like uh, business articles and that type, or just any any current events? Or yeah, usually business articles, keeping up on the news. Um, the last honest to God book that I read, I kid you not, was a very technical. Uh, database implementation guide that mm. was literally put all of you guys to sleep. So, um, what's your go-to news source? Um, I, I usually keep up with uh, the New York Times in general. I, I just like some of the stuff that they put out, both in uh, stories on the site, but then, I don't know, quick plug to uh, you guys listen to podcasts on your way home or way into the office to the day, but daily, awesome. Just a really quick 20 30 minute update on um, all the news you need to know. I'm pretty sure if, if the New York Times called and wanted to profile our league, you're the person we'd present to them if they had to do one person in the league. What's, no what's the album you're listening to most recently, Lang? Um, I, I, I feel like I've become the biggest Lizzo fan in the world. She's the artist that I'm usually like, I will binge on an artist to death and then be sick of them. Um, and then move on, but Liz, I just constantly put on replay over and over and over again. The other one, I've listened, and this is a plug to previous feature on the pod, but uh, Cassius Clay. Oh, yeah. Had on repeat over and over and over. The only other one that I don't know how I, it came back to me, but I've just like fallen back in love with them is uh, Third Eye Blind. Oh, oh, I like that. Really I thought you were going to say Panic at the Disco. Semi-Charmed Life. Hey, what Lizzo track, if you could only pick one, which one are you going with? Um, Probably Waterman. Whoa. You you always do pick like a B-side. Look at you. When's the last Love time it. you When's the last time you've uh, turned on the old Xbox 360 and fired up a video game? Uh, it has been stupidly long. It's been at least two or three years. Wow. If you and Steph aren't going out to the bar, what's a night? I don't know if you guys remember. I, I kind of had a, just a slight, not a big, but a somewhat of, you know, an issues of being addicted to video games back in the day. I'm trying to not repeat that. So I just, 
No, I tend to limit my uh, how addicted the amount of time I spend on it. How addicted were you? Is that a serious question? Yeah, like, did you have to have professional help, or like, what are we talking about? Oh no, I I had no, I didn't need professional help, but like back in the day, I would li- back in the state days, I would literally skip classes to just play. Okay. Um, World of Warcraft. I don't know. I I honestly don't know what happened. I think li- I had enough. Whether it was Pat, whether it was Port, whether it's Hato, whether it's Mally, whether everybody being like quit being an idiot and playing video games and come hang out with us and finally one time I just did it and I was like yeah this is actually a lot more fun and like yeah. it got to a point with a couple of those where I, I eventually I just quit cold turkey wow Langer, your life. Langer what's your favorite college memory um favorite college memory was probably well what the, I think the, the the tipping point for me that kind of uh turned out was one of the very first nights where I said, "Yeah, let's let's go out instead." And I remember Pat and some of the some of the buddies from Dewitt literally had me rapid fire. I think it was three or four shots of ninety nine bananas in a row. Terrible decision, by the way. Would not recommend. Port took me out to a, a frat party, and I literally from the second floor balcony of the frat party vomited everywhere over <laughs> everything beneath me, including the frat boys' truck. Um, and at that point, I was like, yeah, this is a good crew, and I should keep doing that. So I was like a starting point for me in this league, and actually, like, wow, great group of guys. Incredible. Hey, we're going to send some rapid-fire questions. Yeah. we, we got to hit you hard and heavy. We, yeah, we got some serious ones here coming up. Um, we need an immediate answer, no ums, nothing, whatever pops to your head. Um, we'll start kind of with the traditional question. I think this is something that you probably thought about. Longest you and Steph have gone without sex, and our our guys are also going to rip off some uh, questions here after that. Um, like since dating, since like marriage. Yeah. Yeah. As long you don't have kids, so as long as your relationship has been. Uh, probably two weeks. Oh man, mm. getting after it. Love it. What's your favorite position? Uh, oh, good old doggy, of course. What's what, hers? What's hers? What's that? What's hers? Oh, missionary. Oh, okay. Do you have a red room? No. Are you Christian Gray? No. Do you, you go ahead. Little 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 bit, but no, not that. Are you in an open relationship? No. Wait, what did you, wait, go back. Go back. A little bit. What's a little bit? Explain. Oh <laughs> you said rapid fire one. Well, <laughs> sorry. Would you say you ha- kind of have a we're red doing, room? We're doing our duty for the listeners here. Okay, get, give me give me an idea. Do you have less than five sex toys, more than five sex toys? Oh, for sure more. Does it have, like, so they're not in a jewelry box, they're, like, in a closet. Or are they in a drawer? So I, I don't have a red room, but you could say there's a dedicated drawer. Oh. Bondage? Uh, dabble. <laughs> Whoa. That's amazing. I, I can't wait to drink with you next time. Oh, my God. I'm on record as saying I'll drink anything you drink next time we're together. So just uh, let me Tell me more, Lang. Bartender, serve us up two Bud Lights. Let's go. Tell me oh, more, Lang. Um, I, I think we, I think we settled, set enough on one rapid fire question. All right, you're right. Are okay. you guys in an open relationship? No. 
ever been cuckold? No. Are you hung like a hammerhead? That's a yes. Let Whoa. me see. Let me see your dick next time I see you. I've, I've had no complaints. <laughs> this has been the best feel good Friday ever. One hundred percent. I feel so good right now. We need story time wow. with Lang. <laughs> oh my God, Lang! <laughs> Teach me everything. Two weeks. Two weeks is a sneeze. Make it happen. Hey, come down, come down to, uh, come down to the D for the Mallory's upcoming uh, holiday party. Shower sex. Uh, duh. Langer. Fuck one, That's kill one. Side note: I hope that you really don't end the the, the rapid fire questions with a question like that. Cause that, I would hope mm. everybody does that. Strap on. No. Butt play. Yes. <laughs> Okay, hey, what's one that you haven't tried that you want Steph to try? Try what, what do you mean? What like you, something what you, you haven't not done? tried that you want that you're interested in trying? Uh, probably full on butt stuff. Yes. Full on butt stuff. That's a part. It's going to take a while to get that thing open. Things going to yeah, be gaping. It's going to be another 20 years, but <laughs> All right. In it for the long haul. Fuck one, kill one, marry one. You know who? Kelly, Katie, and Becca. Um, probably, uh, Becca, uh, Katie and Kelly. Becca, you just fuck? said their name. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean? Becca, fuck one? What's that? Becca's Becca, the fuck? fuck? Yes. Kill one is who? Kelly. Oh. All right. That's, oh, that's no. my man. Is the only one that kept no. Kelly? Okay, yeah, yeah we, we both did. Kelly's yep. great. Uh, weirdest pet peeve. God damn, I love you. No, okay, what does Steph do that bothers you the most? Uh, I tend to be a slob at times, and she calls me out on it, but literally that's it. All right, so I need you to give me an elevator speech about the target anal. About how you lost your virginity anally? Oh, come on. No, we all know that story. I don't need to. I don't, know that, I don't know that. I don't know that Niner I'll knows. Michael, that stuff is still here, so I can only be so loud. <laughs> All right, Lang, we'll switch it up. What superpower would you want to have? Uh, read minds. Yes. Mm. Oh, you're with Burger on that. Yes. You creepy fuck. Sure. <laughs> How did you meet Steph? Um, weirdest, like just happenstance. Her, she was best friends with the girl all growing up. Uh, and was roommates. She, her roommate, ended up uh, dating uh, uh, my sweet mate at the time, who used to be Port's uh, roommate. And they started dating, and so she hang around. And she was mm-hmm. dating somebody else, and I just played the long con game of uh, getting her to not date that guy and instead date me. Were you into her from the minute you saw her? Oh, totally, totally. I nearly, I nearly almost fucked it up. I will never let myself live this down as like our first day. First date was like the worst first day you could possibly imagine. We went to uh, the noodles on MAC, sat literally yeah. <laughs> in the busiest part of the restaurant. Good spot. It was a date of all of 15 minutes. Got back to her place to drop her off, and she's like, hey, want to come upstairs? So I'm like, no, I'm going to the bar. And that was the night that we set, went out for Mally's birthday and took shots at TJ Duckett. 
<laughs> that sounds worth it to me. Lang, all right, it was, so it was awesome. yeah. if you had to pick one guy in the league, like like say you're out of the picture all of a sudden, I'm not going to get morbid here, but one guy in the league to be with Steph the rest of her life and it can't be you, who's it going to be? Uh, Port, no question. Who's Who do you, uh, who would you least let be with your wife? Or least want to be with your wife? Least want? Uh, I wouldn't name any of them. Everybody's so great. nice. Dusty kicked yeah, you out of the nice. league two weeks ago. He is nice. Yeah, very nice. I know. I know. He, he sent me up for that, by the way. He's like, hey, by the way, sorry. Oh, he shot me a text message. He's like, sorry, by the way, pick something super controversial that I had to bring up on the on the, on the the pod. I was like, what a, what a oh, bitch. He had to. Yeah, what yeah, a bitch. Like, he needs I'm to be like, added to the Oracle's about? category. Lang, it's been an absolute pleasure. You've been everything we thought you'd be and more, so... Hayden's looking down, and you've totally redeemed yourself. Absolute delight. Appreciate the words. And remember, if anybody wants to deal trades, call. give me a call. Don't shoot me a text. Oh, 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 the phone lines are going to open soon. I can't right, wait. Love you, boys. Love you. Love you, dude. Cheers, man. Have a good one. Guys, that was the best. Wow. wow. Very confident. I, feel, I feel like we just like opened a bunch of doors, but haven't walked through... <laughs> You could have listened to him all day. You were just posted up. I'm. I got closer You're than Mike. <laughs> I'm ready. Man, that was a just a. Gem. He willingly just said butt play. Just a gem. Full on. Butt How about play? Yes, what's the difference butt between part yeah, time the, and full on? Yeah. He's what got, is the difference? He's got between... a thumb in there. <laughs> okay. The old dusty bowling ball grip. <laughs> <laughs> when we asked him if he was hung, just dead silence. I haven't had any complaints. <laughs> Talk about mic drop. It was so, uh, I, got ner- I got nervous when he got on because, like, we don't get an opportunity like that, and I didn't want to waste it. I was a thousand percent that was amazing. just waiting for his <laughs> voicemail. I don't give him enough credit. I mean, amazing. Can he get the chance to bash a league member and he didn't? God, why did Hayden not let him live in the greenhouse? I don't know. Oh, that was so good. What's on the other side of the break, boys? Funny thing, it was Port didn't. I think he, no. <laughs> he kind of teased Spoiler it. alert, Port didn't either. It was an alliance. Let it be known, it was a hate port alliance, and BK and, we and I were made blamed. out to be the rats, and we wanted him. We, that we were blamed for it. So are, are oh. Hato and Port responsible for bread? Absolutely. Yes, they both are. This is a direct quote from Hato. Wait till you meet this guy. Pat and Phil have a great guy that they know from high school. Well, a couple curls and a couple hot righties later, yeah, the dude was a guy. Was crying on our first first night. night crying. If Bergs makes you cry on the first night, you ain't oh, you ain't a green. You're not hacking it with the group. Oh god, that's a terrible start. Yes. I think on the other side of the break, he teased for us. Got some sweet sounds. Boom, 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 baby. If you ever change your mind about leaving me. Leaving me behind Oh, bring it to me Bring your sweet loving Bring it on home to me Yeah, yeah You know I laugh When you laugh But now I know I only hurt myself Sweet loving, bring it on home to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get your jewelry and money too. That ain't all 
All right. It's that time of year. We're wrapping things up. It's kind of bittersweet to me. You know, we're talking about end of the year. We're talking about Momos. We're talking about awards. Just talked to Langer. It's been a long time talking to him, too. But now we're going to be talking about music. We're going to be talking about uh, our, our greatest hits of the year. And uh, one of our DJs of the, the league is going to kind of spin us some, some songs or some albums um, that have really touched a note with him this year. Yeah, you know, year-end lists, I've, uh, we all have our niches, as Port said to me the other day, and um, I get really wrapped into music blogs and, you know, everything from The Ringer, Pitchfork, Stereogum, Cons- you know, Rolling Stone, Billboard, they all come out with their top year-end lists. Editors pick them. Sometimes they're out of 100, sometimes 25. I make my top 10 each year. It usually is answered by anyone who likes it, likes it in quiet and doesn't tell me they like it. And then those, like, Mally, stop sending out your music list, you pretentious fuck. I prefer not to slip my wrist when I'm listening to music. That was Mally. Wow. So, I, you know, I, I live for all, we're all over We're all over the map on if this. If you give me a list and Pork gives me a list, I'm set. So it's interesting. As I'm going through, so what I've done is I've assigned or I've picked an album, a curated an album for each league member, and it's going to be it's my Christmas gift to you. Wow. Buffalo Bergs, you know, last week we were really salty. This week it's all about building bridges. It's all about the this time of the season. And for that reason, I'm going to start with The Godfather. All right. So the Godfather is an older elder statesman in the league. He is someone who enjoys his Western heritage. He's into alt country as he is out in Colorado now. So what I have picked for the Godfather, it's a super group that has garnered a lot of critical acclaim. They're called super, the High Women. A super group? Yeah. The High Women. What is it? The High Women. It's four women. Okay. All stars in country music in their own right. So it's Jason Isbell's wife. It is Marin Morris, it's Brandy Carlisle, and it's a, a fiddle player in a couple other famous bands. But they formed this band called The High Women, huh. and they had a, their first album came out this year, and um, it, it came out to critical acclaim. So Andy, I want you to check out High Women. I guarantee if you don't like it, Andy will, and in the end, you will as well. I'm pretty sure we'll insert some tracks in here from time to time. I am living still. I was a freedom rider when we thought the South had won. Virginia in the spring of '61. So the next one is uh, <laughs> the next one's Mally, who always comes at me for my recommendations. Yeah, this had to be hard. Yeah, you know it is, but I stuck to my to my wheelhouse with Mally. He likes old school hip hop. And so when Mally likes old school hip hop, you don't veer from that. And there's um this indie this old school hip hop underground rap. Billy Woods and Kenny Siegel came out with an album <laughs> called Hiding Places, and they have a track called SpongeBob that just bangs right off the bat. So for Mally, it's Billy Woods, Kenny Siegel, Hiding Places. Hmm. Looking at Taiwan like, look, they shook. Let's get it on. Shots whizzed, his depression was all gone. Emotional lifting, please use the proper form. Bend at the knee, rolled up half a guam. Lost no sleep over the fate. All right, next up in the league, Dusty. Dust. And he gave me a kind of a, I was putting feelers out there. Dusty loves the Avid Brothers. Dusty 
also told me he has no time for music anymore. So <laughs> that was a reassuring uh, answer as well. Um, but I think, Dusty, do, we're all fans of the show Pretty Little Liars, right? Or Big Little Liars, what's yeah. it called? Big Little Pretty Lies. Little Lies, Big Little Lies. Yeah, something like that. A lot show of we all love that we can't. That you, it's, you loved it so much you can't remember the title. You guys know what I'm talking yes. about. Yes. So anyways, it, Port and Jillian dance to a song, the, the theme song for their first dance, and it's by Michael Kiwanuka. Um, and Michael Kiwanuka came out with a new album late in the year. This album, self-titled, very kind of pretentious move, but this album hits a lot more soul than his past albums, and it's more funky than just the acoustic guitar version of Michael Kiwanuka. So for Dust, I think it's right in his wheelhouse, and it'd be a nice slow jam that he could listen to. And other people in the league may like this as well. So for, for Dust, it's Michael Kiwanuka. What makes you blind? I hope to find who I believe in. Get back in line, I can't deny myself. Show me the feeling. Oh, you got me wrong. If you don't belong, live in the trouble. Don't hesitate. Time heals the pain. You ain't the problem. <laughs> All right, Cam Brown. Cam Brown. It's fun to pick for. He is all over the map, but uh, he gets ba- he gets hit with pretension a lot, whether it's good or bad. But I do think that you will love this album by Purple Mountains. It's a self-titled album. It came from my man David Berman. He's the founder of Purple Mountains. He's a very tragically um, depressed man. He was the front man of Silver Jews, which was a really popular indie band in the early 2000s. Anyways, long story short, he became a recluse. No one heard from him for seven years. He came out with this album, Purple Mountains, and then killed himself a month later. So he is no longer with us, R.I.P. David Berman. But his album, Purple Mountains, is gorgeous. It's alt-country kind of folk. And his his lyrics are hilarious. One of the, my favorite tracks is called Margaritas at the Mall. It's really good. Cannot wait until you check this out. Looks like it might be a bad one. Good caretaker <laughs> Quick update on the Thursday night game while we're doing the segment. Lamar Jackson, 21 points in the second mm. quarter. Watch out. Great start for Humpty. Pat Fiedler. Merry Christmas to you, my friend. You are one of the easiest ones to pick for. Because you love aggressive female rap, and not only did we have earlier hits of Lizzo, but she's not aggressive, but Megan the Stallion. I'm telling you, Pat, you're going to listen to the song Cash Shit featuring DaBaby, and you're going to shit. Meg the Stallion is right in your wheelhouse. She is dirty. She's aggressive. Make sure you have your headphones on, my friend. A bonus for Pat. A bonus for Pat because he loves... This is something people don't know about Pat. He loves Latin music. He's obsessed with Latin music. So I got Bad Bunny for you. He came out with an album this year. I think you're going to like X100PRE, Bad Bunny, High Latin Rap. There you go, my friends. Bitch, I'm a star, got these niggas wishing. He say he hungry, this pussy the kitchen. Yeah, that's my doll, he gonna sit down and listen. Call him a trick and he don't get a holler. Bitch, I'm a star, got these niggas wishing. He say he hungry, this pussy the kitchen. Yeah, that's my doll, he gonna sit down and listen. Phil, you would have been too easy because Blink-182 did come out with an album this year. You're kidding. <laughs> nope, they did. They came out with an album this year, but I would not assign that to Phil. 
I did assign him one of my... This was in my honorable mentions of the year. This is a great album. It's um, from a band called Fontaine's DC. They are a punk band out of Ireland. Came out with this really aggressive in-your-face album that is right up Phil's wheelhouse. But they have a title... Uh, the first track in the album is Big. I guarantee any league member should listen to 30 seconds of it. And you'll think of Phil being about a, a foot away from your face just staring at you intently. Oh my. Dublin in the rain is mine A pregnant city with a Catholic mind Starts those sheets for the birdhouse jail All mescaline when the past is stale Palms! My best friend. He was actually a hard pick for because Palms does love country. And we were talking about it last night. He loves Chris Stapleton. He's digging deep into some country. And there wasn't too many good country albums that came out this year. He's going to like High Women as well, but I assigned that to Andy. So when I started thinking about classics, modern classics, and just a friendship that's deeper than deep, Bruce Springsteen came out with an amazing album this year. Country. Western Stars. And this is a Bruce Springsteen album that is banjo heavy. It's similar to his old album, Nebraska, in the sense that it all follows kind of a story of someone living in the West and... Palms, I can picture you listening to this just after a long day drinking a nice whiskey. You're going to love Western Stars. Give it a shot. Even if you're not a Bruce Springsteen fan, it's more of a storyteller type album. I feel like he's a man from wow. a bygone era. Absolutely. And, uh, if he, he just he belongs in a different generation. Absolutely. Same sad story, love and glory, going round and round. It's the same old cliche. All right, Lang. God, Lang, you were fun to pick for, my friend. I actually had three albums for you, Lang, and that's just because your Feel Good Friday was so good, I'm going to give you with all of them. First one, it's going to come with League Ridicule, and I stand by you, man. She has turned into one of the most powerful female pop artists today, and it's Carly Rae Jepsen. Carly Rae Jepsen came out with her fourth album this year, Lang. You're going to love it. It's just power pop at its finest. The next one is Charlie Bliss. Lang, I know you love female vocalists. This is a power alternative band with a female vocalist that could rival the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. So you're going to like Charlie Bliss. Then the last one, you prob- you may know this one, but I've been really enjoying this album, King Princess, Cheap Queen. It's a really good album. She's a little bit more on the indie side of things, but you love strong female artists, my friend, so there's three for you. Happy Merry Christmas, Lang. <laughs> you call when you want it. Everyone wants something from your soul on the molly. Someone's friend is talking like they know how you're on it. You can have your own music podcast. You should. You should host your you're, own podcast. You, you were just... Guys, I have your own radio station. Off. Get on NMC's radio. I, I have been so... Wow. I would love to be a DJ on there. I've been so excited for this. I've been planning the segment like as soon as the last pod ended. And I just oh, wanted man. time to get in, so I appreciate the segment time. <laughs> Too professional. <laughs> no. no All right. Awesome. Port is really hard, but the good news is in trying to... In trying to suss out what would work for Port, I gave him two recommendations last night that he loved that weren't my recommendations to begin with. 
So this album is a, a shot in the dark. I'm taking a swing at Port because I don't. This is a really kind of a weird album, but you could get high and really like it. FKA Twigs. This woman is so talented. She's from New York. She composes her own dances to these music. She's super artsy, but she came out with an album, Magdalene, that critically across has been a top five album of the year. There's some great tracks. There's one with Future called Holy Terrain that you're going to like, but my favorite track on this album port is Sad Day. So if you listen to Sad Day by FKA Twigs and you don't like it, that's on me, but I'm taking a reach here. I think you're going to like it. The other one I, I wanted to include because Port, we all know he loves the Premier League. And this is aggressive British rap at its finest. So if you like the likes of Stormzy or you like some of that hard-hitting British rap, Slow Tie is, a, is a, a rapper from Britain who is bringing it. This album and caused so much controversy because in the, t in the opening track, he ends the song by naming Queen Elizabeth by name and then calling her a cunt. Oh, wow. So oh. it's worth a listen. Bold. Slow So that rounds out the league. I've got my two co-hosts here, and you guys get a, a special treat. I've got five picks for you. Whoa. You know what I love the most about it? You didn't even have to ask me. No. You didn't even consider I didn't ask either of you. I know exactly. Either. So I'll start with um, BK. Mm -hmm. I got. I went folk heavy, and I slid in some female artists because we're trying to get you more well-rounded. Yes. So the one that I know you're going to love is... Uh, another kind of super group, Better Oblivion Community Center. It's a band formed with Phoebe Bridgers oh, and like Connor Oberst. Connor Oberst, you might know, he's Bright Eyes, so he's kind of on the indie or you know the more emo side of things. But this album that came together, awesome album, came out early in the year. Better Oblivion Community Center. Okay. Second, Jenny Lewis on the line. Jenny Lewis is epic. She used to be lead singer for an indie rock band in the early aughts. Um, they, I, we saw them open for Coldplay. She actually went solo. She has this band online. If nothing else, you're going to like the album cover because it's just a picture of her boobs. But Jenny Lewis on the line, strong contender. You do know your man. <laughs> <laughs> now, this one, um, I've got a three that uh, made my honorable mentions that I think you're going to like. Next one is Whitney, Forever Turned Around. Whitney is two guys from Chicago. High falsetto, but easy listening, kind of surf, indie... You're going to like it. Really okay. easy listen. Next one, Sharon Van Etten, Remind Me Tomorrow. Sharon Van Etten, singer-songwriter. On this album, her third, she starts adding electric guitar into it. It's kind of like a female Bruce Springsteen, almost classic Bruce Springsteen. You're going to like that. Um, and then to round it out, I do want you... I've, I, this is my top two albums of the year by this band, but you need to check out Big Thief and give them a, a legit listen. The album I think you'll like better of theirs is UFOF. You're going to like that. Okay. There's your top five. Ooh, I like it.
Billy boy. Bill and Port have the most eclectic taste in the league. So, Bill, I've given you a little bit of everything on this. I've tried with all five of these. I hit a blues record. I've got some hard-hitting blues. I've got some electronic music that is going to, like, get you dancing. I've got some slow-paced electronic, and I've got some folk singer-songwriter. So I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start with Sturgill Simpson. Do you know Sturgill Simpson? I've heard the name. So he's a country artist, but he came out with this year one of the best like blues records ever. You're gonna listen to Sound and Fury, and it's just hard ass guitar. It's like if Queens of the Stone Age were blues. So it's like coming hard. Listen to that one. The next one I want you to listen to is Chromatics Closer to Gray. Chromatics are uh, have been around since about 2002. And they're right in the realm of like a beach house kind of shoegazy, electronic, guitar heavy still. But the opening track is a cover of Sound of Silence. I feel like people, because in my head, this is what I'm mentally thinking about that I should be doing. I feel like people at home right now are like scribbling down names because they all want We're going to have a playlist out, but Chromatics, the opening track is a a cover of Sound of Silence, which is ballsy, but you're going to like. This one's a fun one. Toro y moi, Outer Peace. Okay. Chaz Bundick started recording in his bedroom on a computer, but this is like if you got the kids and you want to just dance around in the living room, Toro y moi, fun music. You can have it on all the time if you want to be in a good mood. The last one, this is an honorable mention of mine, Aldis Harding. She came out with a record called Designer. She's from New Zealand. Really kind of peaceful, almost her voice is almost like a whisper, but really pretty the whole time. So like a pretty album. There you go. I, I'm gonna wow. put them on my Spotify. No, I can't wait. Can't tomorrow. wait for the playlist. Yeah, can't oh, wait to dive in. I, so good. I feel like, and I haven't even gone over my top ten. The closer we get to the off season, I'm honestly just really looking forward to the. The pod's off- gonna get better. I'm listening. I'm it looking forward to the better. off season pod. As much as anything. I can't wait till you're on the Masters pod. I, I really can't. But, like, oh, so fun, guys. So, are you going to hit us this week with the top ten? Should I save it till next week? You can save it till next week. We should save it till next yeah, week. Yeah, I'll give you my top ten next week. Oh, love it. Damn. BK, we, we have a one big thing. Elephant in the room right now. We have the playoffs. Oof. Semifinals. Oh, yeah. We got to talk, talk about that coming up. Baby, drop it down for me. Let me know you're gonna do it, baby. Drive it down for me. Let me see you go six hours more. Do the play for oh, oh. I don't need to beef. We don't need to go that low. Oh, oh. I don't need to speak. You know that I'm bad with the words. Goddamn, how you just hurt. Head up in the sky with the birds. I like the way you do it right there. The way you flip it back with the stairs. You know I want you. So speaking of football, one thing before we talk playoffs, we gotta talk what's coming up in the off season. All this rookie hype, 2020 draft. We can't go a week without talking about declarations now because they're popping up left and right. First one on our agenda this week was a declaration from AJ Dillon. Ooh. He's a junior running back from Boston College, number two. He's six foot, 240 pounds. Initially, wow. that to me says Leonard Fournette, and I think that probably bears out a little bit. In three years, he's put out 4,000 yards and 35 touchdowns. He's put up 
over a thousand yards every year, over ten touchdowns every year. He's a downhill runner, but doesn't provide a lot in the passing game. He's kind of old fashioned. I heard someone say maybe he's from he's kind of like Pumps, like maybe from a bygone era a mm-hmm. little bit in the NFL. But he compares a little bit with James Conner, maybe Jordan Howard type. What about Derrick Henry? I don't know. Oh, that's a that's a great okay. comparison. When I was putting not these as together. fast. I yeah. I don't know that he's as he's not as tall, but he's certainly as big. Hard to bring down. Yeah, gets north and south, keeps his shoulders square to upfield. He's someone to watch. I think that will probably come off the board sometime in the second round, both in the NFL draft and probably our draft as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other guy I have down this week is Eno Benjamin. Uh, that's a name that sounds familiar. He was committed to a Big Ten school in Iowa uh, before decommitting and signing up to play for Herm Edwards at Arizona State. Uh, he was number three. He's 5'10", 203 pounds, a little bit different size back. He put up 2,700 yards and 26 TDs in the last two years. Wow. Um, dealing with a little bit of injuries this year, so his yards are a little bit down. TDs are a little bit down, but... Certainly, he's a warrior. He's known for being a patient, good vision runner uh, with great contact balance. Uh, and he just carry after carry. He does contribute in uh, the passing game. And I thought, comparison-wise, he's kind of a blend of sort of a David Montgomery where he's not going to outrun you, mm-hmm. but he can contribute in a lot of ways. He's good inside the tackles. And also a Josh Jacobs, two guys that are rookies this year, I thought he probably compared as well as anybody with. I love that. Do those sound like... Uh, Guys in the NFL to you besides Derrick Henry, does Zeno Benjamin shoot off any names? I, I couldn't think of – I was trying to go I mean, through. I don't, so I'm, I'm writing notes as you're talking right now. I'm learning a lot. Um, I mean, when you mentioned patience, great balance, this kind of sounds like Le'Veon. Is, does he have the vision of Le'Veon, or is that some something similar? I, I'd be as elusive. I, I think he's probably – he hits the hole with – He's surprising because he's patient, but he's probably a little quicker to the hole than Le'Veon is. I feel like Le'Veon really like found a way to pick through zone running. I'm not mm-hmm. sure exactly it's if like Arizona a, State's a zone running team as much. But how many catches does he know have? He contributes quite a bit in the so passing for game. Me, he's it's not like a, coming off in third down. It's like a Joe Mixon. Mm. Oh, that's a good comparison. Yeah, I like that a lot. So those are your two guys this week. We've covered four, but it's going to be a weekly mm-hmm. segment. Yeah, I like it. And I think that should roll us right in. Let's do it. Two big games this Playoff week. Playoff football. Two big games. So, no teams on the bye, obviously, week 15. We're in the final four here, the semifinals. Thursday night football, as we know, Jets-Ravens. Late Sunday, we're going to see Vikings-Chargers, Char- Jaguars-Raiders, Browns-Cardinals, Rams-Cowboys. That could be a little fiery. Falcons-49ers, uh, Bills at Steelers on Sunday night football, and then Colts at Saints on Monday night football. What do you guys think initially going into this week? Yeah, you know, I think these games are fun. Final four teams in it. Um, I know it's been a long time, but I remember how nerve-wracking it can be. So I can imagine, uh, Bill, on the other side of the mic here, you're, you're quite nervous, even though you got a strong strong team, a strong lineup coming in. And uh, you're versus a team that, that's submitting a less-than-stellar roster as far as his complete roster is considered right now. He's got a, a lot of injuries kind of up and down. He sustained a few last week, so... That has to make you feel a little bit uh, better about things. And, and as we know in fantasy, anything can happen. But um, I'm certainly looking at things and looking at uh, Cloud Nine Life's roster. And I, I, I find it very hard for the Pelicans to, uh, to win this week. I think uh, Mike Evans um, and Devontae Parker, I, I'm unsure if Parker is going to play with a concussion. But Mike Evans certainly hurts. I know Bo, Bo Scarborough is um, banged up too. So I, I think... Pelicans are kind of wobbling in on hobbled knees into this game. Um, so sets up nicely for Cloud Nine Lives. And I think 
um, sets you up good for uh, or very well for uh, a final appearance. The one thing to that I'm thinking about here is I don't think we met in the playoffs last year. I'm pretty sure we didn't. I actually he was the he was like the Pums this year where he had a really mm-hmm. good team that didn't make it like almost a generational team in uh, all play last year and didn't make the playoffs. Um, he crushed me in head-to-head in Week 9. I did have a lot of buys that week, but still. And his team, really highs and lows, I think. Mm-hmm. Puts up a lot of really high scores. It's his fourth score, or fifth score over 160. Third highest score of the year for him. Um, also had a few scores under 100. Don't know kind of which one you're going to get. Jameis, I think, also injured. It looks mm-hmm. like he was only throwing tennis balls today. Maybe playing, maybe not. But he did put up in the 40s last week. So that could be a big thing, and then we have plays the, Detroit. We have the classic True. Watson ver- and Nuke. Yeah. Whether or not I don't, I still I put it in my lineup, but I'm still kind of in my head are. debating. what You got do. that Monday night matchup with Drew Brees, but against the Colts, I know. kind of a saucy little matchup. You, and yeah. they're in the Superdome too. And I feel like if you if you think that Kamara and Thomas are going to play well. If they both play well and score well, then oh, yeah. isn't Breeze also scoring well in that matchup? Normally? Correct, yeah. But it's also, I mean, it's a third of your team in one game. It's dangerous. It's a lot of eggs in one basket. Um, Berg, what do you think on this matchup? I just think that the injuries hurt Pat. I think that Mike Evans going down, I don't <laughs> think Devontae's going to be out of protocol yet. And I think nine lives is deep. Who's I, he going to put in that wide receiver three spot then? Here's what I'm going to say. The only team that I think can beat nine is Humpty. Hmm. That's left? Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I, I Who's kinda, going in wide receiver three? Yeah. Do you think it has to be Odell? But if Parker doesn't go, who who's replacing him? He's got currently, think, he's got Odell, Hopkins, and Parker. In. Maybe James Washington? I think Mike Williams. Mike Williams, Mike yeah. Williams. Has, he hasn't scored a touchdown this year, has he? Which is crazy because he yeah. he's like a Julio. He had like junior. nine last year or something insane. Yeah. Maybe not that high, but something. Chargers high. are probably the best five and eight team to ever play. He does have one touchdown. <laughs> er, no, he has no touchdowns in the year. And I th- I think one area where injuries may be hurting some of his other players, injuries helping Zach Ertz. Sure. Eagles yeah. don't have a player to throw to besides him. That's a good That's point. True. So I don't know, and so. I'm just going to throw this to you guys because obviously I'm in the matchup. Do you play the Browns defense against Cardinals? Or do you play the Lions defense against the Bucks if James doesn't play? Browns. Browns. I think you got to go Browns. Who's, who's the Bucks backup? I don't even know. Who would they be playing? If they play... If they I, don't wanted, play. I wanted to say Fitzmagic, but it's If they not. don't I have Jameis and they don't have Evans, can they even move the ball on the Lions even though the Lions are bad? I don't know. Yeah. yeah it's going to be ugly. To be seen. Yeah. Well, let's give the other matchup some due. Greenhouse versus Humpty. Two versus three. Greenhouse was eight and five against Humpty in the regular season this year, and he won head-to-head in week five. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about this one? You know, for me, Russell Wilson was super hot early, and I read a stat that he had not put up, like, uh, he had two QB1 games in the last two months. Uh, he's playing really good real-life football, but... They Schottenheimer likes to force feed the run, which helps Chris Carson and hurts um, Russell Wilson. So for Lang to win this game, Russell Wilson has to put up 40. I'm going to say that. And he needs Chubb to have at least 20, and he needs Cook to have 25-plus. Are you playing Chubb over Gurley, then? Yeah. Yeah. 
I think I, I think I'm even with uh, Kareem. Just looking at the matchups and who uh, them playing the Cardinals, I like that matchup. Um, DJ Shark being injured, is he gonna play? I don't know. I think he was right. in a boot, wasn't he? I heard he was being ruled out, but it looks like I think he's gonna roll Kirk Brown, AJ Brown, and Gallup. So he currently has Chark in. And how, wow. He but he does he right now. But he, yeah, 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 yeah. His lineup's in. Um, yeah, I think this is a tough matchup for me too. Um, I just don't. think... Think. I, I know the, the regular season kind of paints a narrative that Greenhouse is um, overachieving as far as beating Humpty Hubs 8-5. and five. I just don't see it in this matchup. Um, given Lamar Jackson's already got 21 points, I know um, they're hitting halftime here, and, and that's a great start for him. I, I agree with uh, Berg in saying that Russell Wilson has had kind of a, a cooling off period here as, as the playoffs um pick up so that that certainly hurts him i would prefer Gurley over chubb to be honest with you i know he's playing arizona and they're kind of weak but um Gurley's come on as of late so um i think he's put up 20 plus points in the last couple of weeks so that that might be something to consider but i think his wide receiver position with that injury to chark really kills him uh, mike Gusecki, though i think he's starting to um to bloom i just don't know that he's he's ready to be consistent so i I just think up and down Humpty Hump's roster, you go from Lamar to um, his running backs are fairly solid um, to Tyreek, Julian Edelman, Kittle. I think it's a hard combo to to hit, and I think Greenhouse is reeling with uh, a few injuries and then um, some young talent at the the tight end position. So I think Humpty rolls and meets Cloud9 lives in the finals. Do you guys – would you ever see a scenario where you don't start Wilson, you start Jimmy G? Over him? Last four weeks, Jimmy G, 42, 25, 13, 40. They're playing the Falcons. I don't think I have the balls to. I don't know. Tough in the semis. That's a tough call. That's a really tough call, and I think it's worth the risk. It's worth trying, but. Do you give Des Bryant a shot? (laughs) (laughs) He's kept him all year. 31-year-old still on the roster. Why not? We shall see. I always wonder sometimes about these. Sometimes the pod has an impact on people. People think about it, overthink about what we talk about. We definitely got trades moving. Oh, for For sure. sure. A couple times. I know for a fact Palms has done a couple things in relation to what we said. So has Mal. Do we have a Brent of the Week? Trade bully. Oh, shit. I don't know that we do. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. Nothing. Wow. I guess that will come out in Brent of the Year next week. I was thinking, how come we don't have a Rat of the Year award? Is that basically is yeah, Brent basic, of the Week? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Rattiest mm-hmm. owner. Who's the last owner you've heard from? Like, like text it's been wise? the longest since yeah. I've heard from him. Yeah, right. Like now. a singular text. <laughs> like a one-on-one message. Yeah. I'd say Pat, but we text about rules and stuff. Mm. Who's it for you? I don't. I don't know. I gotta say, maybe. Gosh, I think uh, maybe Pumford and Sons. Maybe Pumps oh, for me. Of, I think it right now. I don't. This isn't consistent at all. I think just right now. I think it's Cam. Yeah. I think we should just check. We should. Be out to change that a little yeah, bit. Maybe we should reach out. Take your season. take your three lease and reach out to them. Yeah, cha- a little yeah. Flip, flip the script. Maybe a, a challenge bit. for the whole league. 
Not hey, just for us three. That's great. This yeah. week, <laughs> reach out to the three buddies you have talked to the least. Say hey. Recently, yeah. Give them a hello. Boys, Spread some kindness. That's that's week 15 coming up. Call your moms. Good luck. Break me down. You got a lovely face. We're going to your place. And now you got to freak me out. Scream so loud. Getting fucking laid. You want me to stay. But I got to make my way. Hey. Y'all crazy bitch, but you're so good. I'm on top of it when I dream. I'm doing you.